your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes! Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me today, one of my best friends in the world, one of the greatest guys on the planet, J.J. Jackson, he hosts Sports Call here in Auburn, also also a member of the Locked On uh, College Network family as he hosts Locked On Blue Devils. Man, I am so pumped to chat with you right now. Dude, I'm excited, Zach. I I feel like listening to that intro there, I knew the yes was coming, right? I've been a part of the Locked On Auburn family for years in the Discord. I feel like I could host this program itself. From time to time, sure, I'm uh, sure you the could. Fact that I've got, the fact that I've gotten the invite today is just an absolute pleasure, and uh, the feeling is mutual. You genuinely are one of my best friends, a mentor in a lot of ways as well. And uh, this broadcast thing that we're doing, and uh, it's just cool to see you succeed uh, and the success this podcast network has, and then the Auburn community, man, like they just back everything we do. So the fact that uh, I'm able to be here today is outstanding. Yeah, JJ was my intern forever ago. Then he left me for bigger and better things. <laughs> Look at us, man! Everybody I know it. winning. I know it, man. Nah, dude. All right, so we're almost to uh, to Auburn football. It's almost back. Harson talked to the media a few hours before we're recording this, JJ. So as this comes up. Thursday morning. Um, most of the folks will listen on Thursday or Friday, but obviously, Harston said some stuff. Nothing really of substance. The two deep on the offensive line was kind of what we've all been thinking. The same, you know, eight to ten offensive linemen that we've been throwing out throughout all summer. Anything specific stand out to you? I just think the fact we got to hear from him was kind of notable because you're just wondering. When are we going to get to hear from Coach Harson yeah. again uh, after testing positive for, for COVID-19? And that's obviously going to be the big conversation that everyone wants to have. That was certainly the case on our drive-time radio show sports call that you alluded to in the Auburn area. Uh, but uh, you're right. Just I know the quarterback has been another big topic of conversation. And, and listening to your show yesterday with Charlie Five, like I don't know where we're at currently with this Auburn fan base. And – who is QB1 for Auburn football. But uh, Harson said he's not ready to name a starter yet, but if he did have a starter, it would be Bo Nix. So to me, you're ready to name a starter. And uh, that's kind of my takeaways from his actions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bo Nix is a starter for this football team until uh, until we get some word. He always has been, Zach. He always has been. I'm just – and listening to you guys kind of talk about it, I think you're sort of feeling the same way. Like – is it? Ju- it's just always cool to talk about the backup quarterback or the new kid on the block. But yeah, like, especially when he's new, especially when right. he's a transfer, a six seven transfer. Oh, yeah, of course. My gosh, yeah. But uh, I, that's I'm a big bow guy. You know, I'm a bow homer. I You're guess a believer. I'm a believer. Uh, yesterday we celebrated ten days until t- kickoff. Right, right. Bow wears jersey ten, so it was Bow Nick's day. Counting down till the the football season. Um, I'm just I'm ready for him to be back out there on the field, see what this offense looks like, and uh, really kind of remind people that uh, I am a five star guy. I did go nine and three as a freshman in the SEC, and and ready to see this Auburn offense take off. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he, I think there's a lot of aspects that uh, that folks can be excited about. What are you expecting from the rest of fall camp, JJ? I mean, are there any positions that you're kind of interested in seeing themselves play out? I mean. 
I think we're both on the same page at quarterback. Running back seems to be fine. Linebacker receive or, or linemen and receivers seem to still be battling for some spots. But the defensive side of the ball seems pretty set to me. Yeah, well, how about the secondary? I know that that's something that's been a, a big topic of conversation. And last night at, at, at Baumhauer's, when you guys, uh, when you were talking with Charlie Five about the secondary, yeah. Donovan Kaufman was somebody that was talked about. And, and I love the point you made about, okay, well, we know that he played for Derek Mason. We've heard that story over and over again. But then Coach Harson saying Donovan Kaufman's our nickel. Like, yeah. that's pretty significant to me because I look at that secondary and there are dudes all over the field, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so hard to choose one that and know that someone else is not going to get to play because this guy's out there on the field. How exciting is it that, okay, Donovan Kaufman came in and won the job, but also, like, we get Donovan Kaufman for a little bit. He, right. It's like he's going to be in this program for a few years. And I, I had all the stock in the world of in Ladarius Tennyson, and I haven't sold that stock whatsoever. You know me, Zach. I'm all about swag. I'm all about trash talking. Yes. And in very, very limited playing time, I saw that out of Ladarius Tennyson, and I know he's still going to contribute to the Auburn football team. But the fact that Kaufman comes in after only playing one year of college football and still has all this playing time left – at nickel this year, Smoke Monday leaves. I'm going to go to the back end and call the shots for the rest of my Auburn career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Auburn's defense and secondary looks to be in good hands. You think that's a move that he makes after uh, after this season? That's where we kind of saw him a little bit at Vanderbilt, is it not? I mean, I, I just I mean, feel he, like... He was kind of all over the place in those right. two games that we saw. And I, I feel like from from Smoke Monday leaving after this upcoming season, which we all expect to, to happen and start his professional career, I, I think that with Kaufman having this experience on the field at nickel, I think the back end is more important than the nickel spot in many instances. And a younger guy can fill in and play that nickel spot. You're going to have confidence in Donovan Kaufman. So 2022, slide him back to the end. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. (laughs) uh, No, that's okay. That's okay. We've been having similar conversations for months now. The, um, the, so you love swag. You love smack talk. Donovan Coffin's a quiet dude. Are you still going to be able to get past that and still uh, appreciate what he's doing? I'm going to find. I'm going to find a way to right the fact that you follow your defensive coordinator or your head coach, who's now your defensive coordinator. Right. I'm going to find. A, he's wearing number one, right? Or am I dreaming that? Is that swaggy in your mind? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. Number one's going to look great on him. Uh, Big Cat Bryant leaves and hands it over to him. Uh, yeah, that's going to look awesome. On that's the it. That's it. You think he called uh, Big Cat and was like, hey, yeah. do you mind if I wear I your, uh, your, your old number? number? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Big Big Cat probably thinks that uh, Auburn should have retired his jersey because he thinks he was so great, right? He apparently does. Yeah. What a, what a guy. Yikes. Yikes. Major <laughs> yikes there. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. I love Frisky Whiskey. JJ, do you love Frisky Whiskey? It's the absolute best, man. Yep, you walk in those doors uh, right off of I-85. You take uh, one of the early exits. As soon as you get into Georgia, you'll see billboards all over the place or type in your phone's GPS. You walk into those doors, 10,000 square feet of selection. It's awesome. It's awesome. And the prices are incredible. And as folks kind of prep for their tailgate, as of right now, tailgating seems to be back to normal as far as what all you'll be able to do on campus. Frisky Whiskey is your one-stop shop for everything you need regarding tailgating for Auburn football. So head over there today. 
Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Head to their website. It's very easy to use, very easy to navigate. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Our guest today, J.J. Jackson, host of Sports Call and Locked On Blue Devils. Uh, all right, so, J.J., what do you think about the open practice on Saturday? My family's going. Very excited to go. Hopefully some folks from in town. And if you're, if you're listening to the show and, and reach out, I uh, would, would love to meet some of y'all in Jordan-Hare Stadium. But what are you expecting from Saturday? Saturday is going to be awesome. The, the I, fact that one week away from kickoff, there's going to be an open practice. I think that's outstanding in terms of what to expect, Zach. I, I don't think we're going to see anything crazy. Yeah. Because again, you you've reached the point where and Coach Harson kind of talked about it in his press conference where we're exiting out of fall camp, right, and getting into game prep. Mm-hmm. And with a new coach, you don't necessarily know what that means altogether. But, you know, it's not going to be as serious as fall camp is because you've got to be very preventative in, uh, in injuries that could po- possibly happen or something like that. But the idea that, hey, seven days away from kickoff, you want to see us a little early, come on out and we'll have Jordan-Hare Stadium open for you to do that. That's outstanding. Like the access has been great so far for uh, from what we do and uh, from fans to see what's happening behind the scenes. So uh, this is just another like check in the wind column for Coach Harson, who's had a lot of uh, tough games coming his way over the past week or so yeah. based on the Auburn fan base. Right, right. The um, So he's back on Monday, so there yeah. will be no Brian Harson there <laughs> on Saturday, which is interesting. I mean, he'll we, be watching somehow, some way. He'll be, you know, he's he talked about the, the video feed setup he's got, so he could see you at practice potentially. Yeah, you know? yeah. Maybe he'll be uh, watching tape on you. It'd be like, oh, this is a good fan. <laughs> Yeah. We need them in section 42. We need more of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, he talked about how Friday would be like a, a mock Friday, um, kind of, you know, a practice doing the, the walkthrough with the, the day before. And and that's kind of been a common theme with Harson. You know, I've said this before. I love that the first scrimmage was at the same time as the first game against Akron. It was a Saturday night at 6. And then, um, you know, this is happening on Saturday as all the the mock walkthrough is happening on Friday. I think this is all really, really cool because as soon as the season's here, it's like, okay, they've kind of practiced it and mimicked it as much as they possibly could. With fans now being in the stand, like that, that's the other thing. It's like you're going to play on September 4th versus Akron when you come out into the stadium, there will be fans there. Yeah. And so let's continue to sort of replicate that. Everything, uh, we, we heard details about Coach Harson. You know, we just heard detail, detail, detail when Coach Harson was hired. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And, and and knowing some people around the program and the way they put the schedule together for practices and day-to-day operations, I mean, everything to a minute on a tee is scheduled out. And so just the, the thought to say, hey, why don't we just practice what it looks and feels like, that's the mark of a great leader to me. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm excited for them to continue to keep going. But also, Zach, doing a talk show about the Auburn Tigers uh-huh. since Christmas Eve 2020, I'm just ready for another opponent to be on the field against Brian Harson and the and the Auburn Tigers. I'm right there with you, e- even if it is Akron. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely ready for it. 
Uh, talked about this yesterday on War Report Wednesday. What do you expect the opening game against Akron to look like from a play calling standpoint? Do they open it up? Are they conservative? How, how do you think they approach this? I, obviously, I think that the scripted start is something that you always see um, in, in any game, really. I think you still get a scripted start out of Auburn because I think you, like we talked about, wanting to be ready for what a game week looks like. I don't think you want to change that based on the opponent and not putting as much respect into Akron. The fact of the matter is Auburn is favored by 37 points versus the Zips. This should not be a a game whatsoever. But uh, in terms of being conservative versus opening up the full playbook, I don't necessarily know that you lean on the side of, of hiding anything, so to speak. But I don't know that you have to show everything in the entire world that's there. Be a little bit more aggressive in the start. Make sure that, okay, we are going to be able to handle Akron easily and then be able to pull off the gas from there. That's kind of how I feel about it. What, um, all right, so let's say there's 40 rushing attempts. How would you divide those up? Whew, that's an awesome question. Thanks, man. 40 rushing attempts. <laughs> I'd right, say, so let's go in order. How many you want to give Tank? 10? Eight? Twenty? I was already going up, man. (laughs) The first thought was like... Padding those Heisman stats, huh? Exactly. You want to pop it for like... uh... My first thought was 25, but that's a little crazy. (laughs) But that's the thing. I don't... If there are 40 rushing attempts, like we're going to see Ingram run the football then against Akron. You would hope, right? It's like you're going all the way down there to where... I want Tank and Shivers out after the first quarter. Right. Give me, After give me Jarquez Hunter. If Jarquez Hunter doesn't have a, a, a hundred rushing yards, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch a fit. So after the first quarter is what two drives? No, no, because I mean they're gonna. I would assume we're gonna three and out them on defense. So like I, right. I, I would assume we'd probably You're get next. three, three and a half drives there. Right. And you really want them done after the first quarter? What do, what do we get out of Tank Bigsby and Sean Shivers in there? Okay. All right. So I understand. I I see. I see your line of thinking, but also sitting here, th- like you're right. Three drives, maybe in the first. That clock's moving, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I haven't answered your running back carry distribution question. What well, I'm kind of dancing around it. Yeah. Well, you got to jump in, JJ. Jump in. I'm jumping in. Fifteen. So not twenty. <laughs> Not 20. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would love that. And if they were just all in like, we're just going to ride tank. We're going to, hey, he's we, going to get 2,000 rushing yards. It's going to look well, great. A thousand yard running back was always the big craze. And, and that streak has kind of fallen off. So let's uh, start that it, puppy back up. Yeah. Well, if he's getting 25 touches by the time uh, Auburn goes to LSU, if he's getting 25 he's touches be, a game, he's going to be pretty done. close. <laughs> <laughs> it's already done. Let's say 15 for Tank. Okay, 15 for Tank. All right, how many Shivers Shivers. 10 for right Shivers? Yeah. All right, so we're at 25 there. Run. Okay. I get, and then Jarquez, I think, would be right behind him. Probably seven or eight, maybe. Okay. Bo is going to have a couple, I think. Then, um, then whether, Jordan whether Ingram designed gets in there. or not, and then Ingram after that. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. You kind of feel the same way? I think there's going to be, I think the combination of Jarquez and Ingram, there will be more rushes between them than Tank and and uh, Shivers. Shivers in the first game. Yeah. I think they're going to want those guys out. 
I mean, right. I, I, I get, I mean, it's, JJ, there's that, there's that balance of you want your dudes in there to, to make sure they're fresh and they're ready and all, but also there's the whole like big elephant in the room of both these dudes of like, they got hurt last year. Right. And like, I don't think either of them are injury prone. I think it was just fluky, but it, that just kind of shows that like running backs can get hurt doing anything. I mean, that the play where tank went down against Tennessee last year looks so harmless, but I mean, apparently messes hip up pretty bad. So I just don't see the upside of putting those guys in there unless your strategy is like, man, we are going to stat it up for tank big speed. Set the world on fire, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. I think that obviously you want to take care of business first and foremost, but if, if you're able to get the starters out of there as quickly as possible, get ready for Alabama State the following week. That's the win-win because the injury concerns for Tank are, are obviously legit, and Shivers the same way. We've got more of a history with Sean Shivers, but going from 10 games back to 12, I mean, it's going to be a gauntlet to get through an entire season. Today's Locked on Auburn is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are getting ready for the season, much like the Auburn Tigers team's uh, at the pro level and throughout all of college football are getting ready. And you can bet on all the action. BetOnline.ag is your number one source on all things sports betting. And right now, you can head to their website, BetOnline.ag, to get a 100% welcome bonus. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get that at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. JJ, what's been the biggest topic that you guys have talked about this week as we are, um, we're just, uh, we're in single digits now away from, from uh, Auburn football? As you know, hosting sports call here in town, it's very much so caller driven. Uh, and uh, so whatever they want to talk about, the Auburn fan base wants to talk about is kind of where we uh, steer the sh- show. Zach, and unfortunately, the the biggest topic of conversation has been COVID-19 and and vaccinations versus no vaccinations and how Coach Harson stands on the matter versus doesn't, speaking up on it versus not. Derek Mason opening up about his Mm -hmm. uh, breakthrough case of COVID-19. So uh, not what people wanted to hear, but that's kind of obviously a big topic of conversation right now. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of talk about that for sure. I think Harson did a good job addressing that. Um, at his most recent presser, he looked great. He sounded great, you know, it, and he talked about this too. I mean, it, it impacts everybody differently. And so fortunately for him, it, um, he, he seems fine. So that's good. Asymptomatic the whole time, you know, like it's, it, that's going to happen. And, uh, this is just once again, like we saw in 2020, something you're going to have to deal with. Look, I, I hope that there are no postponements, um, or, or anything like that, but, that's why I want football to be here, Zach. So I think watching the product out there on the field will continue to be an escape for somebody. So I feel bad bringing it up, but that's honestly what a lot of people have. No, that's have been a big part. That's a big part of season, um, you know? yeah, it's a big part of the offseason right now. 
Uh, as far as, um, let's talk about wide receivers. I haven't really done that much this week on the show. If you had to sure. pick a starting three, who are you going with? Demetrius Robertson's going to be out there for one. Okay. Um, uh, Elijah Canyon will be back out there as well. Uh, and then I'm, I'm wondering where Xavion Capers fits into the room, right? Because mm-hmm. I think if you look at snap counts from freshman wideouts last year, he's right there at the top before the injury that he suffered towards the, the end of the year and in, into spring ball. He's got, the really most, um, he's got the most snaps from last year of any returning guy except for Shed Jackson, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, like he's got a factor in somewhere, right? But I haven't heard a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Have you? I mean, this uh, not really you know, coming back from an injury must be a big thing for him. So, um, with that in mind, I, I think it is probably somebody like Javarius Johnson or Cedric Jackson that's out there. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm Johnson Jr. is exciting to me. Just that speed. I think he's going to find his way into the mix. Um, we heard so much about Tarvarish Dawson. That's we an did, interesting yeah. guy. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was a fall crush kind of thing, and we see right. a lot more of him next year if we're a year off on that. Still, I mean, it, it sounds like he really impressed a lot of folks. It's just, is he ready this year as a true freshman? I don't know the answer to that. And then, um, you know, did you mention Javaris Johnson? That's another interesting yeah. one. Like, where, did, where does he line up? Yeah, I so I think I settled on Javarius Johnson or Shed Jackson being that third guy away from Demetrius Robertson and Elijah Canyon, but then we're not mentioning Kobe Hudson at all. I think Kobe Hudson is one of the bigger like stock fallers of um of fall. And I hate that because I mean I've kind of been high on Kobe Hudson since spring. You lead his fan club. He's a natural wide receiver, but it sounds like he's struggling with consistency and I hate it. I hate it for him. Not the mark of a natural wide receiver. We got to work on that, Kobe. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, has he been it, the biggest stumbler as far as like stock goes? Can you think of a bigger one? No. Prob- I mean, because I think when you look at the last year's freshman, Elijah Candy came out of nowhere in the bowl game, right? Like we yeah. were not talking about him. We were talking about Xavion Capers and Kobe Hudson. And we saw more of Capers throughout the season than Hudson, but still you felt like. Hudson's stock would really take off when Schwartz and Seth Williams, yeah. Eli Stove exit the room. That hasn't happened. So the fact that there's not as much talk about Kobe Hudson is concerning. There's not as much talk about Xavion Capers. Mm-hmm. That's a little concerning. So right. um, I, targets, I wouldn't even know where to start in terms of what projecting those could look like. Does the person who leads the team in catches in 2021 also lead the team in yardage? No. I don't think so either. I don't know why, but no. I don't I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't know why I think that way either, but I just I don't I don't see just one guy that's going to be the guy Auburn feels like they have to throw the football to. But man, it, it, if Demetrius Robertson could turn into that dude, Auburn's gonna be so good. That's a swaggy guy right there. Who has the most swag on the team, JJ? Whew. Shivers has gotta be up there. Just give a stream of consciousness. Just start naming guys that you're thinking about. Shivers does um, tanks, Tank Bigsby does. You know, sure. Sean Shiver is um, endorsed Locked on Auburn, right? As he should. Yeah. I mean, this is a wonderful podcast. Right. Uh, that's a that's a great decision that Sean Shiver's made. Um, 
Brandon Council. Like I, I can list off the locked on Auburn guys because that. I mean, this is a Brandon Council made, podcast. The fact you make that decision to partner with a podcast like this is as swaggy as can be. I made it worth oh, it Capo. for him. You don't have to worry about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, Roger McCreary, Bo Nix. It's a team full of swaggy dudes. Roger McCreary's swag is vastly underrated. It's just unspoken. Like he knows I'm the man. I don't need to be talked about a lot. We talk about the secondary. We talk about the corner opposite him because we don't have to talk about Roger McCreary. Yeah. Yeah. No, Roger McCreary's the man. My dog is digging up something on the bed in the background. Do you see him? Having too much fun. I do see that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot he was in here. That scared the mess out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I guess so. No, I I was just recording um, Locked On. All the college shows are doing some, um, you know, like a, a network preview thing. Uh, or a conference preview thing. I think you got you're recording the ACC one later today, but I just got done recording one with Chris Gordy with Locked On SEC, and I made the comment that Auburn's defensive backs um, is the most underrated unit. My dog is going to town. I am so sorry, people. That uh, the Auburn's defensive backs are the um, the most underrated unit in um, in college football this season, and a big part of that has to do with like Roger McCreary. I think is going to have the the trajectory that like um, no Benogany had, where like wasn't in any mock drafts going into the season. Um, like he's on all this like third team when you talk about like the SEC rankings and you know the the all twenty you know the all SEC preseason teams. He's like third team consistently, and I'm like, what do y'all do? Like, what am I missing here? Because that dude has been nothing but money in the bank. Uh, for for as long as I've seen him here. Let me say 48 hours. True or false, you've looked at mock drafts for 2022 in the last 48 hours. Every day. If I see one, I click yeah. on it. Every, yeah. every time, yeah. Absolutely. I, because you're, it's, it wasn't cool, but I've started to see more of Roger McCreary in round one. Like uh, Where? Apparently, Where have you seen that? I can't find it. I can't find any Auburn guy mocked in the first round. And I'm like, where I, where is Roger and where is Owen? It doesn't make sense to me. I think I, I think it was Walter football, which we've had our thoughts and Gross. discussions about Walter football over count. the years. That doesn't count. I think that's that that's probably where I saw that. That doesn't count. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, buying if, if stock you if you ever see one, send it to me because I, I genuinely I want to see it. Thank you. Okay. Um buying stock in the secondary is the way to go. Right. For sure. And underrated, absolutely. We talked about it at the open tonight. The, you know, just the fact that Donovan Kaufman steps into your nickel position. The experience he brings into the room by Darius Knighton is in the mix. Was Zion Puckett? We talked about Kobe Hudson's stock kind of. How about Zion Puckett? Just a so. I mean, I was not talking about him at all exiting spring ball. Shout out Justin Ferguson. Justin Ferguson was the only dude talking about Zion Puckett, (laughs) and man, he nailed it. Leading the hype train for that for sure. Yeah, Uh, because you know I. No, I, he was not on my radar whatsoever. Nehemiah Pritchett out there. Jalen Simpson won SEC Freshman of the Week after his first college game. I mean, that secondary is loaded. I've I've got a name for Jalen Simpson. Can we workshop this it? for a second? Yeah. What if we called him Bay Lynn Simpson? <laughs> no, not good. Bay Lynn Simpson? It's so bad. Like, Bay, it's so bad. All right. I understand. Uh, uh, it's bad, JJ. You don't have to be nice to me. Where can people find you and hear you and all that good stuff, buddy? Yeah, Sports Call Auburn every afternoon in the Auburn area, 3 to 6, 
um, at Sports Call AU on Twitter and at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. It's underneath my picture right now. Find me there. That's right. If you're watching on YouTube, please click that subscribe button. And also, if you want to be in our uh, it's $20 buy-in, our fantasy football league, reach out to me. Um, that's only been talked about in the Discord so far. And there's a few spots left in the free one. So be sure to check that out. All that info is in the Discord. But if you don't want to get Discord or whatever, just reach out to me. JJ, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Zach. We'll be back tomorrow with a Ferg Friday right here on Locked on Auburn.